today on The Breakdown. It's a 5-5-5 five, five, five hand. That third five is for a $5 ante from all the players from Live at the Bike, where things got a little bit cray-cray, and we decided we just had to talk about it and break it down right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Did you just do a little head tilt thing? Oh, I sure did. You could hear it, couldn't you? It was obvious to and everybody. And Jonathan Levy. I just did it again. Yeah, I bet you heard it that it time. Makes it, it makes it a little better. Do it again. And Jonathan Levy. Oh, uh, he actually did it. I was hoping he was going to not do it when he did it to see if you guys could get, would get fooled. Oh, you mean... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You have to, like, give me the high sign I can't... I don't know how... How to, am I supposed to know that? I, I can't reveal too much because I'm talking in the microphone. They're not, they can't see us write a sign. Make a sign like Bugs Bunny. We, Hold stuff up. It'll just be like 20 seconds of me writing. No no sound. I mean, that might be good for the show. That might be good for the show. Maybe this hand's good for the show. Maybe that's why Matt Dorfman suggested it on Twitter. The Dorfman! Yep. Dorfman. Yes. It's cool. All right. You know, that's... Uh, we're, of course, at the number two poker guys. That's the number two poker guys. And uh, you'd have to tweet at us if you have a suggestion for the breakdown. Please include a YouTube link and a timestamp. So the way to get the timestamp, in case you're wondering, you just right-click on any part of the video, and it'll give you the option to record the URL at that time. That's timestamping people. You can also just tell us the time in the tweet alternatively. Alternately, I, I got to tell everybody that Jonathan is wrapped up in a blanket in such an intense <laughs> way. It's like there, there is no part of his body except for his face outside of the blanket. He's even holding the microphone with a blanketed hand. This is how you do it. It's how you do it. You keep it warm. You keep it good. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a cold little baby boy, I guess. Yeah, you know what? I, I run a little cold. It's just true. My hands and my feet. Yep. I run cold. All right, moving on. Need some iron in my diet. Let's We're, go. At the time this is out, we are currently in Vegas for the World Series of Poker. But yes. as at the time we're recording it, we are you know preparing to go. And I don't think you run cold there, right? I mean, Vegas in the summer is the worst. It's like a, like last summer was maybe the worst that I've yeah. experienced. Last it summer was, was brutal. There were many 120 degree days, which I would was say very rough. Almost all of them were 120 degrees days that we were there. Anyway. We were there for what, three weeks or I something? I think the majority were right around 116. There were a couple okay. 120s, you know? Okay. Thanks for correcting me. Yeah. Now, I do run cold like in the Rio where it's crazy cold. Well, everybody does. It's right. like 62 degrees in there. Yeah. like, But if I'm outside, no, it's not an issue. Clearly, it's... It's, it's actually know, horrible to be outside. Bearing, unbearably <laughs> hot outside for sure. Yeah. Like I have a, um, a friend who was suggesting, we're talking about going to the wind and playing tournaments to the wind some of the time. And I was sort of complaining about the fact that the wind now charges for parking this year for the first time. And that makes me want to play with the wind a lot less. And he was saying, well, we could just park at the Venetian and walk as if that's a completely reasonable thing to do. But of course it isn't. Vegas in the winter would probably be a nice little stroll. Yeah, it'd be like a nice 15-minute walk or something. But in the, in the summer... You're just asking to die. It's horrible. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's so. not. Anyway, let's talk about the hand. Okay. It's a 5-5-5 five, five, five game. As Jonathan said, the ante being five. Now, uh, it doesn't seem to be the case in this hand, but I, I see on these live with the bike hands where they have like a 5-5 five, five game with a $5 ante from each player. Mm-hmm. A lot of sizing mistakes preflop. I feel like people don't size big enough. Right. Like right. in a 5-5 five, five game, normal opening is probably 20 to 25 bucks. In a 5-5 game with a $5 ante, before we say what we think, listeners, think of yourself, what do you think you're supposed to open to? Okay. Did you say 40? You're wrong. (laughs) It's way too small. (laughs) It it should be like 80, maybe? I mean, 80 is... I don't think you need to open to 80. 60? That's a little much. At least 60. 
I mean, look, you, you should open to whatever um, is going to get you the right ratio of folds and calls at your table right now. Yeah. I think practically 80 is way too much and you're not going to get sort of, you're going to fold out the wrong kinds of hands and get calls and get action from the wrong kinds of hands. It's probably not going to work for you to make it 80 is my guess. Um, I think, yeah, I think 45 is probably fine. There's 55 bucks in the pot. Yeah, so you're you basically, even... you're basically betting pot right around pot. That's fine. Someone has, someone has put in $5. Now they have to put in a whole pot. Like it, that's fine. That's not the logic used in a normal cash game though. Like in a five, that's five true. game, if you bet pot, you're min raising. That's fair, but that's, but like, that means the, the big blind in that situation has to call almost nothing to see a flop. And now they have to call a whole lot to see a flop. Right. That is There's true. a huge multiple of their blind versus one multiple of their blind. That's true. So I think we need to find a bit of a middle ground there, though. Okay. 60. I really think even 40 is probably fine. 50 is certainly fine. I, I feel strongly about this. I don't play in these games. I've never played 555, so I'm really guessing. But how do they size it? How does the... How does the oh, well, it's, oh, there's it's, a straddle. It's all messed up, so we don't know. Yeah, okay. So there's an interesting rule on where... 80. You're the, crazy. The button is offered the option to straddle each hand, and if they decline, it goes around the table. It's a Mississippi straddle. That's pretty... I mean, it's a lot of poker games have this. Yeah, but does that mean there's no upfront straddle allowed? Because upfront straddles tend to supplant Mississippi straddles if the um, upfront straddle wants to do it. That is true, and I, I think it's one of those things almost like... I'm not sure. It, it depends on the poker room. And, and you know, most games only allow the button to Mississippi straddle. Um, that is true. Also, though, more and more, I feel like if the button turns it down, they, in more and more places, they give them the cut off the option and then they start to go around the table, but it depends. I mean, course. have you ever been in a game where the dealer actively says button? Would you like the Mississippi straddle? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Cut off. Do you want to, I've never even been in a game where the dealer asked the button if they want it. Someone has right. to like actively do it. What I'm saying is like, it's weird to have the situation where somebody's at like, right. Controlling that scenario where like, it's obvious to the cutoff that if the button doesn't straddle, they're supposed to. Either oh, straddle oh absolutely. Not. Yeah. No, no, no. Like the only times I think I've seen it is like, you're in a game and the cutoff just like turns to the button and says, are you going to straddle? And the guy says, no, you're like, okay. And then he does it, you know, stuff yeah. like that. By the way, if the guy's going to do it, the answer is yes. If the guy looks like he's going to straddle instead of you. By the way, button. You yeah. should straddle rather than have the guy straddle, I think. Oh, actually, you're going to position on him. Maybe it's not so bad. You have to yeah. act first pre. It's not great. It's not great. Anyway, the cutoff straddles. Cutoff straddles to 20 bucks. All right. It's weird already. <laughs> yeah. So the button acts first. Yeah. Just ridiculous. The button folds. The big blind, who is a guy named Francisco, calls. We don't know what his hand is. They never show us his hand. It doesn't matter. He's the garbage human. He's going to get thrown out with the uh, the banana peels and the coffee grounds. A guy named Buzz, who somehow is not 78 years old, has 21K in front of him, and he is plus two. He has ace of spades, king of clubs. He decides to limp the ace king. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, it's. I feel like he's trying to set up the straddler. Yeah. Which is a totally reasonable strategy. Actually. No, I kind of like it. It's in, in late position straddled pots, it's kind of great to limp a lot of your big hands because the straddle is so incentivized to raise yeah. over limps. Yeah, it, it's a pretty good play. Yeah. So he limps the ace king. The straddle's not going to get the opportunity because the guy plus three right next to Buzz has pocket deuces, deuce of spades, deuce of hearts. This is Eli. Eli. He's got 7,350 bucks in front of him and he makes it 145 with deuces. Okay. Okay. That's I'm fine, fine with that sizing based on the $20 that keeps going in. That doesn't sound crazy. How do you feel about the hand selection? That's an interesting question. Well, I like that. At least we made it big enough that we could just win the pot right now. And often we're only going to have one caller. Yeah. So I think then it's okay. If we're going to have one caller and we're usually going to be in position, I can live with this as a hand selection. Yeah. I'm okay with it. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. Okay. I think it's fine. Yeah. Francisco ends up calling, but I promise you he's the garbage human. Wash him out with the fuck. 
freaking yeah. messing. All right. I'm just F- not going to. Fudge. F- fudge. All the fudge and <laughs> stuff. That All right. Brought. Speaking of fudging, Buzz is going to now fudge things up yeah. for everybody. It gets back to him, and this was his plan all along. His plan is to go really big, though. Yeah. Over the 145, Buzz with his Ace King off makes it 845. This seems excessive to me. I think 500 probably will do it. You know, let's say you want to go more because you're worried this guy's going to call because he's going to be in position yeah. and have and get be getting good pot odds, which he will be. He'll be getting better than two to one to call. He's probably yeah. supposed to call with a lot of his range. We can make it 650. We don't have to make it 850. It's really big. It's humongous. He just wants to end things. He has block, He has blockers, and he's like, I don't want to play his king post flop. Let's just do it. I feel like what he really wants to do is shove all in, but he knows he really shouldn't do that. So yeah. he like makes it $800. Yeah. I mean, what's his plan? I guess the plan is if you get if you get re-raised by Eli, you fold. Right? I guess that's the plan. That's going to have to be the plan, right? So speaking of Eli, he doesn't fold. Right. That seems like a clear mistake to me. It's hard to imagine that this could be right. How much does Eli have? He started with 7350. Oh man. Yeah, Come he's on, calling Eli. 700 more here with deuces. This is not good. Now, I will say this, it's hard practically to put buzz on aces or kings when he makes this play for this and making it this big. Unless he's one of those he's not old, but like sometimes old guys will just raise way too much with aces. He has an old guy name. He has an old guy name, but he's not actually an old guy. No. So, I don't know, like for a lot of players, we can practically eliminate aces and kings from their range when they make it this much. Yeah, we don't really know anything about Buzz, but it looks if, like if, if we knew nothing, we could probably yeah, like yeah. try to, you know, like right. just as as a, just a normal practice. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So a lot of you might be saying, but Eli's getting the right implied odds. Tell them why it's not true, Jonathan. Well, it's absolutely not true. You could you could argue that practically is because one out of every seven and a half times or so, I guess one of every eight and a half times, right? We uh, we flop a set. I think it's eight. Eight? Well, yeah. I don't know. It's one of it's one it's of those. something close to that. Yeah, yeah. We should probably know that exactly, but yeah. it's fine. Um, so so you say, well, cool. Like the implied odds would, would seem like we're getting ten to one on our money. We can absolutely call. Yeah. However, the problem is when you when the times you do flop a set, you don't always get paid. Yep. And you don't always win. And you so that means you have to have a lot more implied odds than just the practical odds. You have to have at least twice that, like fifteen X implied odds. And really a lot of players these days feel like you have to have twenty. Like you gotta be twenty X deep here to be able to make this play and really feel like you're gonna get paid enough of the time enough. Right. That's the uh the first thing you said I think is the most important there, which is what people gloss over when they're just doing the direct implied odds. They're making the assumption that every time they flop a set, they're getting it all. Right. Which is clearly untrue. They're that's just not how it works. Rarely getting it all. Yeah. Like and if you're up against a good player, you're almost never getting it all. Right. Like you think Federholtz is going to stack off at a tw- 20x whatever you just called after he four bet you or three bet you or something like that? Like it's unlikely. Well, Who you flopped to set. It's unlikely he's going to stack off there. I mean, well, it's actually the question is if he's going to stack off 8x is the question that we're trying to a- ask here. Well, that's the first question. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay, that's a great point. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound as good when I. Why say did you that. own yourself like that? I completely owned myself. Yeah, that was a big mistake. Well, I, I'm going to try not to do it next. To that, time. to that point, though, you're, you're all, all of the things you said are still valid. Like you can't just go direct implied odds. That's like a 2007 type of poker thought, and of it's course. no longer. It wasn't true then, but it's no longer accepted as true among good players because it's just not right. Yeah, right. It, it, I mean, in 2007, it was more true. Actually, people were more likely to stack off with big pairs. It's true, but still, I mean, it was still, you still lose sometimes when you get there, people make flushes and straights and bigger sets. And yeah. You lose anyway, full houses. Right. So like 
You can't assume every time you flop a set, you're going to win, let alone win enough. So those are two reasons you have to just be much deeper. Right. Deuces are actually the worst of all of the hands for the implied odds that you're trying to flop a set with because it's the most likely that an overset can happen. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it sucks to flop a set of deuces, which I've done, and have a guy go run a runner flush on you and you just end up losing a huge pot. Absolutely have that happen. Of course, everyone has, right? Yeah, of course. So, but right. that happens. And Right. So we think this ideal. is a bad call by Eli. It has to. We be think bad. if he had the same stack as Buzz, it would be a fine call with 21K. Correct. But he does not. So yeah. that, that matters. It's important. It's a bad call. He makes it. Okay. Francisco Foltz. He goes down the, the garbage disposal. Yeah, into the fudge area. The fudge in area. Yeah, where all the fudge is kept. There's a lot of fudge in heaven. If, if any of you are hungry for some chocolate, check out your garbage disposal. Just go, like, you know, yeah. take it apart, go under. That's where the fudge is. <laughs> <laughs> we left a little gift there for you last time. <laughs> yeah. So go look for it. We're like Santa Claus. Um, all right. So the pot is $1,905, and Buzz has, like, 6500 in front of him. This is a problem. It's, it's having deuces. Huge problem Not Buzz, with deuces. Eli, Eli, excuse me. Right, but huge problem with deuces here. All right. So the flop is a decent one for buzz. It's king of hearts, eight of hearts, five of hearts. He doesn't have a heart in his hand, but he does have top top. Right. This is good enough. Eli has deuces with the deuce of hearts. I mean, how many times does Eli have hearts here? It's like incredibly hard to have. He's got to have nut hearts, right? He's got like ace queen of hearts, basically. Ace queen or ace jack of hearts that got sticky. Is ace jack of hearts really going to call this? called with deuces. I understand that. But I'm saying like from, from the point of view of buzz, like ace queen of hearts is the only hand in the world. We really have to be, not the only hand. It's one of the few hands in the, the only flush. We really have to worry about is that. Yeah, we would think so. I don't think you'd show up with queen jack of hearts. We'd be here, right? a lot more worried about sets, right? We're not worried about two pair ever. It's king eight, five. So it's just sets of eights and sets of fives. That's it. Yeah. And ace queen of hearts. Yep. Okay, cool. The guys doesn't have that much stack to pot. We're just going to get it in against. Right. Him it's, on the seven, it's seven combos. It's fine. Yeah. So buzz bets. I like that. He bets relatively small. He bets 750 into 1905. What do you think about that? Um, I don't know what I think about that. Obviously, if this was a rainbow flop, that would seem fine. I think we're probably supposed to bet a little bit more to charge the heart draws. Right. I agree. I don't. I want to get Eli to sometimes fold like two nines with a nine of hearts. Right. Now, he's not going to do that on the flop. Probably not. not. No, he's probably not. He's not going to fold any... I mean, he might fold this pocket pair with the because it's got yeah. deuces with the deuce of hearts, but most pocket pairs with the heart in them are probably going to call once, right? Yeah. They're just going to, especially when we bet less than, than what we had bet pre. Like, they're just going to. Yeah. But if we bet 1,100, I mean, two nines with the nine of hearts are going to call anyway. I don't know if it's going to be hard to price them out. What if we out. bet 1,400? 1,400 into how much? 1,905. I mean, they're probably just going to feel like they have to call once. You just have, if you're folding two nines with the nine of hearts, what are you calling with? You're just folding too much. Yeah. You just have to call with some things. What about two sevens with the seven of hearts? This is like, it's getting tougher, right? Yeah. Because we can have ace king ourselves. Yeah. As Eli, we can have, we can have the ace of hearts with a bunch with, with ace king or ace queen. Right. We can have ace queen of hearts. We can have the sets. By the way, Buzz can have all of those things too. Of course. Which, and he can have, and Buzz can have the ace of hearts in his hand. Yeah. In a lot of different ways. Yeah. And he can have ace queen of hearts. Yes. So these are all scary things for like sevens with the seven of hearts. No question. Yeah. Um, we can have, we can probably have up to jacks with the jack of hearts, probably. So nines of the nine hearts feel like we just probably have to call. There's just probably like one of the best hands we, still one of the best hands we can show up with. Yeah. One of the better yeah. hands, one of the better made hands anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I don't think the sizing is that bad based on this discussion. I don't think it's that bad either. Yeah. There's just not much we can call down with and the stuff we're calling with, we're mostly calling with anyway. And Eli should probably be folding his deuces with a deuce of hearts here. I mean, what are you hoping to happen on the turn? What, yeah. what good things can really happen? Okay. He can check. He can check whatever the turn is. And I guess we bet and pray he folds. We sort of, is that, I don't even know if we're bluffing or just denying equity or what we're doing. We're just hoping to win the pot, right? Well, Eli decides to call. Yeah. So, I mean, based on our analysis of, or my analysis, I guess, just now of Buzz's range, this is a bad call. Mm. We should not be doing this with deuces with a deuce of hearts. I understand doing it with nines with nine of hearts because we have to choose to, some of our hands yeah. to call with. And the, it's like better hands make sense rather than right. worse hands. But deuces with a deuce of hearts, there are... Like Buzz can have the ace of hearts and what are we going to do if we don't improve on the turn? We're just going to fold. What like this is just bad. How many hands are we calling this massive re-raise with pre-flop? Really? All the pocket pairs clearly. Yeah. Ace king, I'm sure. Probably ace queen. Let's yeah. say ace queen. I don't know if we have any ace jacks. I don't know if we have any other hands in our range. That makes deuces one of the worst hands we can show up with because ace king got there. And ace and anytime ace queen has the ace of hearts or the queen of hearts in its hand, it's a pretty easy call. Yeah. So it's the ace queens without a heart in them. And then deuces is maybe the next worst hand. Okay. This is just with the deuce of hearts. Yeah. So that's better than deuces without the deuce of hearts, but that's it. It's still one of the worst hands we can show up with. Yeah. I mean, it's just like so hard to find good things that can happen with this hand. This has got to be a fault. Well, he calls. Okay. Don't like anything Eli's doing so far. It's really. a five, five game. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the pot's $3,405 now. Yeah. Before okay. we head to the turn, let's talk about a place where you shouldn't make these implied odds mistakes that we're referring to mm. if you want to be profitable in Bitcoin, and that's Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. That's the Bitcoin-only poker room where we have our special Poker Guys end-of-the-month tournament every month with the massive overlay where you need a 1,000 players to play just to meet the guarantee, but we usually get something like 65. Right, and also if you win, we might send you some fudge, but we might not. Well, we might just make sure the fudge is at the bottom of that garbage sink disposal. of yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you just look. Yeah, we'll you sure have to. There. I mean, you have to have a garbage disposal, though. If you don't have a garbage disposal, we're not going to bother putting the fudge. I mean, there. we're not going to. We might hire a guy to do it. We're not going to do it ourselves. Uh, yeah, obviously. a lesser person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lackey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's important. Yeah. Anyway, you should definitely sign up using the link in the description of, of this podcast, or else you won't even get to see Nitrogen Sports Poker's Poker Guys free roll or not free roll, but it's very cheap. It's less than a dollar to yeah. play. It's it basically feels like a free roll because it's so cheap. Yeah. It's essentially free. It's like less than any, pretty much anything you can buy anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, you could buy like a, what? Maybe the cheapest pack of gum at Seven Eleven or something. I don't know, man. I think those are all a dollar. Yeah. This is less. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's like, oh, like the Bazooka Joe gum. Does that still exist? I don't know. Maybe you can get that for 20 cents. And that, that gum doesn't have any positive expected value financially for you. It sure doesn't. You're not, you're not making money just by buying the gum, which you are pretty much just by playing this tournament. If you're an average player in the tournament, when you buy in for, let's say you're 75 cents, that immediately becomes worth about $10 based on the field. I mean, how crazy is that? That's insane. You never get a deal like that. No, you never, ever, ever do get in there, get you some poker. Let's go. Come on. Thank you, Jonathan, for, for really driving it home there. I hulked out a little bit there. Yeah, you, you got Hulkamania? I sure do. Well, you got to get that treated, man, because if you don't, if Hulkamania goes untreated, you can get in some big trouble. Like what kind of trouble? Usually it's uh, both financial and trouble with the police. Like mm. you'll end up probably breaking somebody's car just with your fists. Yeah, I and you're going to have to pay for that, and the cops are going to consider that a crime. Well, so, why do I have to pay for it if it's a crime? 
Excuse me. <laughs> have you heard of this is how I'm going to get out of it. That's going to be my big move. What are oh, they going to say to that? They, that's pretty GTO. I don't think they have a response. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no response. Whatever they do is wrong. That's, yeah. the, that's the idea. Yeah. Good luck explaining that one, coppers. I guess you're prepared for Hulkamania. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not afraid. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyway, <laughs> back to the end. Good Hulkamania discussion, though. I enjoyed that. All right. So the turn now, 3,500 in the pot, 3,405 in the pot. King eight five all hearts buzz with ace king no heart has bet seven fifty Eli has called with deuces with a deuce of hearts the turn is the ace of hearts yes it's an interesting card sure it makes two pair for buzz obviously and makes Eli a horrible flush the butt flush as we like to say we love saying the butt flush the butt flush the worst possible flush yep so now there's a curious decision from Buzz mm. he bets. Yeah. How much does he bet? Fifteen fifty into thirty four oh five. What are we doing and why? I don't think we're ever getting called by a worse hand. Just trying to think for a second. It's possible you could call by the same hand. Is that good? I'm just thinking of even what's possible here. I'm trying to think, are there any worse hand? Oh the the next worst hand is like King Eight Suda, which can't ever be here. No. None of the two pairs can be here except for Ace King, right? Yep. And no one pair hand can cause ace queen without a heart in its hand is going to have to fold on the turn. It's going to have to fold in the flop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> King queen with the queen of hearts got there. King queen without the queen of hearts is probably has to fold. Absolutely has to fold this turn. Yeah. Yeah. This is a ridiculous bet. By the way, we have showdown value. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Let's let's just check and we could check call. Then he could have bluffs. He could turn a hand into a bluff. Maybe Buzz is afraid of check calling. He doesn't want to be in that spot, so he's trying to retain the initiative. I'm sure that's what's going on. Yeah, but it's not a good reason. Like, now, if we knew that Eli had exactly deuces with the deuce of hearts, betting's pretty cool, actually. But how are we going to know that? We can't know that. Right. We don't We don't have that ability. Right. If Eli has... He, Eli does have uh, the not flush in his range. If he has king, queen with the queen of hearts, it's possible that he could have played the, that way pre-flop. We might ex- not expect that as Buzz because... You know, he should, probably shouldn't have that, but he does have deuces, so he probably has king-queen off also. I mean, he definitely has ace-queen with the ace of hearts in his range here. He does not because the ace of hearts is on the flop. Oh, that's so true. He has ace-queen with the queen of hearts, excuse me. Yes, he does. He can have that. He, he does have that. Um, you're totally right. He can't have ace-queen with the ace of hearts. He probably has jacks, tens, nines with a heart. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, he has sets that he doesn't feel like he can fold yet. Right. I just don't know why we're betting. There doesn't seem to be any any merit to it really not and we can check and he could decide to turn two blackjacks into a bluff here and we can call yeah like that's fine and i but i understand i think you're right that what's going on is buzz just doesn't want to be in the position of having to call even though when he bets he's folding out all the worst hands and getting called by all the better hands and even the chops yep so that this bet accomplishes nothing except we feel a little bit we don't have to be in the position of when he bets feeling bad right that's not good that's a, it's an emotional protection bet. Bad idea. Yeah. And now is buzz. It's kind of bad because we've cut down on our value from our, our opponent's perspective. If he like does have a better hand, which I guess we're trying to fold out a better hand. I guess that's what we're doing. I don't think there's any answer to what we're doing, except we're trying to not have to feel bad when he bets. Right. So now as Eli, if we're thinking buzz has value going bet, bet like this, What's the minimum value he has here? Tens with a ten of hearts? Maybe jacks with a jack of hearts for Buzz? Maybe nines with the nine of hearts. Maybe he'd bet that. But that's a big maybe. I mean, it was king high on the flop. He, yeah, he might have he bet it when he had a heart in his hand, maybe. 
But I don't know if he's going to bet any of those hard stands. He might check all of them. Yeah. Because now he's got nothing to protect. He's either he's way ahead or way behind. Yeah, if you have ace queen with the queen of hearts or queens with the queen of hearts, doesn't it feel like checking is the right play? At least with those, you could bet coming you can come up with hands that can call you that you really want to call yeah. you. Other hands with hearts and sets. True. Maybe two pair. When you've got the nines with the nine of hearts or the tens with the ten of hearts, there's very few hands that can call you that are worse. I guess the sets can call you. The sets that had to decide not to raise on the flop. I know it was three hearts, but still. Like it's all pretty pretty questionable here. Yeah, so I think Buzz has nine combos of reasonable value at this point. Jacks with the Jack of Hearts, Queens with the Queen of Hearts, Ace Queen with the Queen of Hearts. Okay. I'm down with that. Yeah. Everything else is like, what? Yeah, so that doesn't seem like enough. It doesn't seem like enough at all. And why in the world are we actually betting what we're betting? But yeah, enough of that. Yeah, so no, I agree. It's not it's not a lot of value. So now it becomes more reasonable to consider calling as Eli on the turn, I think, even though I really didn't like the flop call because of the way this is playing out. Well, the problem with calling on the turn, of course, is we often are going to be, we have to be willing to call some river bets too. If yeah. we call the turn, because now that our boy is polarized. Yes, he is. So, I mean, we don't have to call all the time. You know, I mean, even like on bricks, we don't have to always call. We can, right. Cause sometimes he may give up. In fact, you'd expect him to give up a lot now that I think about it. Right. Yeah. Like he might bluff once and be like, all right, all right. You have a heart. You're not folding. I'm not going to lose my mind here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't, it just doesn't seem like a good spot for anybody, either player. No, I agree. I don't like anyone putting chips in on this. Eli should not have been here in the first place. That's for sure. Buzz should not be betting now. Now Eli is in a bad spot, but a spot where I think you can actually consider calling because the, the nature, the very thin nature of the value that can be betting here. That's fair. Right. That's fair. Assuming that Buzz is the kind of guy who actually wouldn't bet two tens with the 10 of hearts or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we don't really know. Yeah, it's hard to know. But let's make that assumption. That's fair. Most guys are going to check right. the 10 of hearts, right? All right, so Eli ultimately calls. Yeah. Which I guess is okay. It sucks. It's okay. It's fine. I guess. 65.05 in the pot now. This pot is way too big for, yes. for these and hands. the effective stack is like 4,300 with Eli, something like that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the river is the four of clubs. Okay, brickety brick time. And Buzz moves in. Why? This is clearly as a bluff. It has to be a bluff. I think he believes that Eli has a heart now. And yes. He, a heart or a set. Well, if Eli has a set, he might really fold. If Eli has a heart, he might really fold. I yeah. mean, Buzz is repping like the Jack or Queen of Hearts now. Mostly he's repping the Queen of Hearts yeah. now, honestly. Like maybe he's doing it with the Jack of Hearts. The Jack of Hearts, you could at least say to yourself, well, he's going to uh, move me in. I'm going to get it in anyway at this point, stack the pot and all that. Yeah. Like it's reasonable. The problem of course is if I bet with the Jack of hearts, I got to get called by a worse hand. There aren't too many of those left that can actually call me. So you might even check the Jack of hearts. Although you, maybe you bet it because you're just like, if he's got a heart, he's just going to check back everything but the queen anyway. Right. Yeah. If I have the Jack, he's just going to check it back. So I might as well bet, try and squeeze some value out of the 10 of hearts and the nine of hearts. Yeah. That's it. So I guess, I guess you could bet the Jack of hearts here. Yeah. So yeah, I think he has the same range he had in the turn for value. Okay. Nine combos. Okay. And it's more weighted towards those nine combos because he has chosen to continue betting. Yes, that's right. So there's like, he has bluffs, I guess he has ace king as a bluff, which is really weird, but that's what he has. So weird. I mean, at this point, he's convinced he's behind. Surely once he got called on the turn, it's like, Oh God. So I think he's trying to fold out nines with a nine of hearts. Right. like that. Right. What do you think Eli should do? He's got deuces with a deuce of hearts here. I mean, I don't know. My first, my first thought is we probably should, well, we, 
it's so hard because I'd never end up here as Eli. So right. it's, it's hard to sort of, but okay, as played, what I, I'd be sitting there thinking, all right, I'm really, it really looks like this guy has two queens, right? With, with the Queen of Hearts. It that's does. like the most likely handy. Yeah, that's what here. I was thinking the whole time is like, it feels so much like Buzz has queens with the Queen of Hearts. And he could, like, he could have jacks with the Jack of Hearts or maybe the, like you were saying, Ace Queen with the Queen of Hearts, perhaps. Yeah. That's possible. Maybe even some other, maybe Ace Jack with the Jack of Hearts seems unlikely. But there is nothing else. We have to, I guess we'd really have to ask ourselves, what do we know about this guy? Right. Do we think this guy is capable of just bluffing here? If he's capable at all of bluffing, I guess we have to call the river too. I guess so. That sucks. It does. I don't like it at all. I don't like being in this spot. We don't have, there's I so mean, many better hands we can have here to call right, the river. Where does with. this fall in our distribution? It's pretty low. I mean, this may be the, it may be the bottom of our distribution. The bottom of our distribution getting here, it is not because we probably get here with sets. We might raise sets on the flop. We might raise sets on the flop. That's true. We're probably going to raise sets on that super wet board. We're going to have some sets. We should at least. We can have a, a few sets, yeah. but not too many. Yeah. So there's just, I mean, okay, maybe there's three combos or four combos of hands that are worse than the deuce of hearts. Yeah. I think this is just a distribution fold. Unless we can have ace king also. Maybe we can have ace king here. We're going to call ace king on the turn sometimes. Maybe. It's possible. I mean, it's. It's not that much worse than the Deuce of Hearts, really. It's worse, though. It's worse. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. This is a weird one. I, it goes back to what you know about Buzz, I suppose. If we think, but if Buzz can be bluffed, we have to call, right? Because he's so polarized, right? Because he only has like nine combos of reasonable value, right. and maybe not even that. He maybe might just not. have the Queen of Hearts, right? If Buzz is not bluffy, I think we should have folded a long time ago. We should certainly fold. I think now. we should have folded a long time ago, no matter what, right? Of course, but I'm saying we should have folded the turn, even if Buzz isn't yeah, bluffy, right? And if Buzz, but if he isn't bluffy, and somehow we got here to the river, and he is not a, just not a bluffy guy, he's rarely going to be bluffing. We should fold, even if he happens to be bluffing this time. Fine. If it's rare, like he's, I mean, he's shoving 4,300 into how much? 4,300 effective into 6,505. All right. So it's like, there's like 11,000 in there and it's 4,300 to call. Yeah. So we're getting a pretty good price, right? We're getting two and a half to one in, in poker parlance. Yeah, it's not that great of a it's price. It's not that amazing. No, I, was, I didn't mean it that way. I meant more like how often do we have to be right? Basically. Right. It's like one, it's like 22% of the time we have to be right. It's not so bad. So we have to just allow Buzz to have two bluff combos, and then it's okay? Well, then we probably should call if that's the case, right? Oh, wait, no, it's four bluff combos. Excuse Is it? me. Okay. Yeah. Then we should probably call if it's just probably. four bluff combos. Assuming he has those nine value combos. Could, blu- could he ever have entitlement tilt, which maybe even is what's going on here, and be doing this with, like, top set or middle second set? It seems like he could because he did it with Ace King. Exactly. You know, I mean, if that's if we know that it's even possible, then it's like okay, you can have aces, which I beat. You can have kings, which I beat. You can have Ace King, which I beat. Maybe maybe hard to come up with Ace King as a hand, but you know, because at least Aces and Ace King can be betting like, well, I actually do have equity. Like the board pairs, suddenly I've got a monster again. Yeah, and he may feel obligated to call on the river with his good flushes. Yep. As opposed to Ace King, which has got four outs only, and just I don't know what the hell's going on. What well, think? I think it's a fold because of distribution. Yeah. I think, I think everybody played it really bad. Eli, <laughs> do, Eli does eventually call. Yeah. You liked Eli's call on the turn? I thought his call on the turn was fine. Yep. I, I didn't like it. I thought it was fine. Okay. I think, uh, I think it's fine too. I think Eli butchered the crap out of the first half of this hand and Buzz butchered the crap out of the second half of this hand. I think that's fair to say. Do you like the shove by Buzz on the river though? 
No. That's better than the bet on the turn. Yes, it is. Like, there's a clear plan on the river. Yeah. Which is like, fold out your damn heart. On the turn, I have no idea what he's doing. Yep. Neither of us should have ever been here. Right. In this spot. Yes. This should be a much smaller pot. And instead, Eli gets to win this monster pot. With deuces with a deuce of hearts. Crazy. I'm sure he felt like a god after making this call. Sure. Yeah. I, I saw um, Hassan Habib in a uh, World Series event. There were like two tables left. And he was playing against some guy. And I mean, I was actually standing there. So like you couldn't see the cards, right? And the river comes out. There's four to a flush. And, uh, and the guy, the, Hassan checks. After there's all this action, the pot's humongous, right? Um, the, Hassan checks. This kid takes a little time and moves in, which is, and he's got Hassan covered by just a little bit. And it's like, I think up to this point, it's probably going to be the biggest pot of the tournament kind of a thing. Mm. Hassan doesn't love the spot at all. It's clear. It's clear he's got a bad flush or not a great flush. Anyway, yeah. Right. But it's also clear he feels obligated to call. And he eventually, he does this thing where he picks up his cards, holds them over the muck, and then puts the chips in, like, ready to drop them in the muck. He's so sure he's beat. Right? But he just feels like, I guess, the price he's getting, maybe, and the, the kid's a little too volatile or something. So he calls. The kid turns over top set. Hassan turns over. I think it's the deuce of spades and wins with the worst possible flush. This crazy big pot in the World Series with three, with three tables left in, like, a $1,500 event or something like that. I remember, what what remember year was that? that? I'm going to guess that was like 2011. No, maybe even before that, like 2009. So like the pinnacle of hero callville. Yes. Of a massive, crazy aggression and pinnacle of hero callville. All that Which, stuff. Which, you know, work complimentarily. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hero calling not as profitable as it once was. No, people are bluffing more reasonably than they used yeah. to. Well, Eli gets to win a huge pot here somehow. Congrats, I just don't, Eli. I, both of these players just really played in very strange ways. Yeah. And I'm going to walk away from this podcast just a little confused, a little, little hungry. A little hungry. Yeah. Does that have anything to do with this podcast or being confused? No, just, just kind of. Just a little hungry? I, yeah. It's one of, one of the things I'm feeling. Oh, well, it's really nice of you to open up and really open the kimono, if you will, and share. I love just spreading that kimono wide open <laughs> for all the people. Yeah. Let all the, and with, all, with that image in your mind. All the people. <laughs> It's Grant Tennyson signing off. Gives my sunlight and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.